Hi, everyone. Um, so, as you may or may not know, if you listened to our last episode, we are taking BMs of Vancouver on a hiatus. So, uh, in the meantime, I am putting up an old series from about a year ago from the Cave Goblin Patreon, uh, and we'll be just putting those in place of episodes for the next few months. Um, so, in this episode of Tabletop Tales, I talked to my friend Xanthia Vandalay about a story she has from Tabletop Games. You may know Xanthia from Fanex Van, or Everyone is Jonas, uh, and some other stuff here on the network. So uh, I hope you enjoy it, and have an excellent day. Hello and welcome to Revolver Tabletop Tales. This is a show where I interview guests or rather ask guests to tell me about a story from the tabletop, whether it's DMing or playing or anything surrounding that. Today I'm joined by Xanthia Vandalay. Hello. And um, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. What is your story for me today? Uh, my story for you. So we're talking stories from tabletop role-playing games. I believe I glossed over this a little bit in my episode of DMs of Vancouver when we first met. But so I ran a, a homebrew campaign with two people, uh, two players over the course of five or six years, and neither of the players ever played at the same time. Oh yes, so, I so it was this. two single player games, and it was almost one hundred percent theater of the mind. It eventually got to the point where we never rolled anymore because we would just like be out walking and just be like, "Do you want to play for a bit?" And we would just slip in a conversation and play. Because I just gen- we generally understood the power level of the players and then the stories. I would watch like a movie I didn't tell them about and slip into like let's do that movie in here with these characters in this universe. But anyway, so part of the rule is it was in the same universe that we had collaboratively created um, through my mapping and their exploits. But the rule is they weren't allowed to directly affect each other. They couldn't say like so person one couldn't go to person two's town because they both had been playing so long they both were lords of towns all right couldn't say like i'm gonna go there and burn it to the ground or like i'm gonna go kill this character or one of his party but they would try really hard to circumvent that so one of the players tom he had this sort of by the end of the campaign an elf druid samurai dragon tamer and when i say end of the campaign we never stopped um, one of the players died in real life. Oh. Permadeath. Oh, shit. We permadeath that character. But anyway, so Tom um, is alive. Yeah, so he had this... This He figured out that there was no casinos in the world, so he started his own casino as a way to make money, and we made a bunch of spreadsheets and systems for it, and we basically would just... When we played, a lot of the time, we would just gamble or play poker or something in character and he became one of the wealthiest characters in the entire world and his character who was a vampire necromancer who came from this country that was they were every lord in the country was a vampire or a necromancer but but the people of the country didn't know that and there was all these disinformation campaigns uh, to make them think they had like a lot of brave soldiers and stuff in the wars, but all the soldiers were just the dead. Anyway, he wanted to get rich, so he tried to start his own casino as well there, and it started taking business away 
because the part of the problem was um, Tom's town was in the far east of like the sort of wood elf kind of area. Okay. And it was really hard for non-elf characters to make it there. All right. Or all of his staff were dwarves. It was a whole thing. <laughs> so he was fine for dwarves. He rescued them all, and then uh, they offered to work for him for cheap. But anyway, um, casino started becoming more and more popular because it was accessible from a continent where there are a lot of humans. That So they're like, we're not going to try and traverse through this elven forest or take a treacherous ship journey to get there we can just go to this like vampire town so tom uh and i didn't even realize he was doing this until it was too late started an inquisition uh like through a proxy state in the human lands into the land where all the vampires came from and over the course of about a year of real time all of the vampires had been ousted by this inquisition (laughs) that he had started and were all, um, so they were all becoming, uh, like, getting murdered and dragged out, and then the cities were being taken over. Didn't know he was a villain. He was absolutely a villain. Um, and But he was, like, completely ousted from his, from his city. Okay. Um, but even before that, this whole time, um, he's making less and less money, and he's trying to figure out why. And it was because uh, Tom had also set up massive blockades in major sea trading routes to that entire country and again i didn't know or i probably would have stopped him but he's just like yeah i just want to set up some flotillas and and things and because he was a dragon tamer he had like a sea dragon tamed in that area okay and so he would charge really high tolls he always said it was just about making money and he'd charge really high tolls for ships to get through so ships suddenly didn't want to go that way anymore so they just stop in his town instead and that's basically the story of how one of my players used brutal capitalism to destroy another one of my players' campaigns, and then he died in real life, but that's unrelated. So I guess he won in more ways than one that way. <laughs> well, <laughs> their uh, rivalry. Your friend's death is not amazing, but no. the rest of that story is. Um, how did you feel when you realized that that's what he was up to? I was super impressed. <laughs> The, I mean, it went a little sourly, um, became very angry with me for letting it happen, mm. but I just loved that the world was affected that way, and he did eventually come around, and he did have this plan as well. He'd been making deals with, um, so, like, when we started this campaign, we were all 12, Okay. Um, and then we played till we were all 18, and then we drifted apart, and as I said, the thing I've said twice already. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyway, so the world was, it became more and more unique, but it started off as basically a cross between Warcraft and Warhammer, and so there was, like, sort of chaos armies, which were basically, like, demons and barbarians and stuff from a, you know, a wasteland, classic fantasy trope that were, and we'd been talking about for years, we'd been leading up to the incursion, which is, uh, like, prophesized time when all of them were going to destroy the the regular world and and change it and we'd been planning this big battle and figuring out how we were going to do it and we'd been all actually building warhammer armies to represent different armies and building like actually physical campaign maps and things for it we never got to do it i'd still like to do it one day uh tom if you're listening we'll do it but managed to escape and find a cell of um the demon worshippers and 
convince them that Tom was instrumental to be destroyed, and he became <laughs> like public enemy number one for the demons, nice. which was cool. Um, so he, he got some good revenge in. That's great. I I think it's really interesting, and I imagine this must have been the effect of finding out that Tom had managed to kind of trick you both into letting, like letting him affect the other player. Well, how many, over the course of years? Yeah. So. Um, but that that then means that at that point you almost must let the other player start affecting it. So I, I like that you allowed him to do that. Well, at the, it, there was still the rule. He couldn't just go like, okay, we're going to go like one-on-one. Yeah. They would meet each other in universe and I would just sort of act as the other one. But yeah, they couldn't directly say like, I'm going to hit you with a stick. Yeah. But they could say, I am going to stop all trade to your country and starve you as a result, which was fun. And it was a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of stuff on a physical hard drive that I dropped. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It all went missing. Oh no! I'm sure I'd. I, I. I. In my mind, it's like the best fictional works of all time. But I'm sure <laughs> it's just a bunch of plagiarized crap. <laughs> but it's yours, and I think that's mm. what's important. And we built it day. together. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. No worries. I'll. T- I'll try and think of some more. Yeah. Um, this was fun. Yeah. Let me know if you have any more. I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the Cave Goblin Network Patreon, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.